Let's get to it then. And where else could we start but at the Parc des Princes, where PSG's 100% start to the season faced its stiffest test yet. Oh, Toko Akami, that's a good ball. And the finish at the near post from Lucas Paqueta has given Leon the lead. How about that pass from Carl Toko Akambi? It's nearly perfectly timed. The finish is brilliant from Paqueta. If he wanted to beat Donnarumma near post, he had to give it power. He did exactly that. Still Neymar. Oh, penalty. Neymar steps up and ties the contest. Mbappe. Mbappe's cross. Icardi! And they've done it! Paris Saint-Germain in the 94th minute have gone ahead against Olympic Lyonnais and this one is all over by the shouting. Well, don't say that we shy away ever from the big issues on Le Beaujeu. So the real question to be answered, Robbie Thompson, <laughs> was there a comeback from Phil Collins? There was. That is the big, that was the, at least at the start of the evening, that was the big moment. Phil Collins' music that has been the entry, the walk-on music at the Parc des Princes for, for 20, 25 years now, was uh, replaced at the start of this season by a, by a new jingle by a, a PSG fan by the name of DJ Snake, who uh, the, our age may not know who that is, but the younger generation know that he is a <laughs> huge, huge star. Um, but yes, he's been replaced. Phil Collins prevails, and we know who he is, of course. <laughs> And the fans, well, we the do, fans loved we're it. all old, apart from Andy. Exactly, and the fans were loved to have oh, it back. Did they? Yeah, absolutely. Everyone was back on their feet, dancing and dancing to the to the famous music. I would, ju- I would just like to take issue with this uh, <laughs> these comments about DJ Snake and only the younger generation knowing who he is, because I'm pretty sure that I saw him at a, a festival about 17 years ago, or he or he was on the lineup anyway. Oh, okay, so. very good. And I wouldn't classify myself as young. Yes, but you would classify me as very old, and I'm actually younger than Robbie, as you discussed several times at Ren Spurs on Thursday night. But that is for another podcast and probably one full <laughs> of expletives. But um, let's get let's get to the football, chaps. Then PSG six wins from six on the third time in the club's history. I think it's the third time in the last four full seasons, though. You know, after the terrific trio waffled on pretty poorly, it has to be said in in Belgium, the fantastic four were supopposed to be back last night and the and well they weren't that fabulous were they well is this the fantastic four can you can you just replace a member like that i guess the beatles did that didn't they early on the 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 fab four didn't they replace <laughs> the the drummer or with ringo Starr at some point is that right very early on yeah. because lionel well, messi I'm, I'm, I'm lionel replacing... messi has come in to replace mauro Icardi, if we're going to call this the the fantastic four exactly exactly <laughs> That's, I mean, it's actually a more fantastic four now <laughs> than it was. It's Neymar, Mbappe, uh, that small Argentine bloke who's amazing, and uh, oh yeah, the other Argentine bloke, exactly, Lionel Messi. I meant Lionel Angel Di Maria was the other Argentine fella, but they weren't very good. Well, they, they, the Di Maria was suspended against Bruges. I'm not saying that makes all the difference. Um, Bruges, I think the whole team, more or less 
struggle to get going, struggle to, to, to lift the intensity and match the intensity of, of Club Bruges, who I thought were excellent and deserved of their point. Probably last night, I think Leon were just about deserved of their point as well. I don't think there's too many dyed-in-the-wool PSG fans who would, who would really argue about that. There, were, there are so many talking points to come out of the game. Messi's debut at the Parc des Princes, there was a fantastic atmosphere. Um, Tilo Kera starting at right back, the Donnarumma, Navas, who's going to play in which competition in goal, the, the penalty award for, for Paris Saint-Germain, for Neymar to get back on level terms, the substitution of, of Lionel Messi and the rather surprised look on the little Argentine's face. And then Mauro Icardi, just reminding everyone, despite, despite the fact that when he doesn't score, people say he's the worst player ever to have pulled on a, a football shirt or football boots, probably. And there he is again, in the right place at the right time to score, which is what he does uh, so well as well. So I don't know if that sums up what happened last night, but it was a fantastic match of football. Perhaps a little word on Leon as well. Paqueta and Guimaraes are quality footballers. So too Carl Toko Akambi, who perhaps doesn't get the credit he deserves. Um, Boateng was good Malo Gusto an 18 year old right back filling in there the fabulous Emerson for a man who hasn't played football for two years and still wins everything he was very good as well I thought at left back well Andy I think you can just put your feet up and let's move on because Robbie has pretty much just done absolutely everything there yeah yep. I mean and Andy well, I haven't we, actually well, said any I haven't actually said anything just raised a whole lot of talking points well which I think are all you've, valid you've talking made... points <laughs> You've made quite a good living out of not saying very much for for many a year now, Robbie. But um, so I'm told. So I'm told. Um, But uh, Andy Thierry Henry Mm -hmm. was was saying on on Amazon, um, other streaming football things are available. Apparently, Um, he's a he's a he's a pundit here in France now. Thierry Henry. He's very interesting too. But he was saying equilibre over and over, balance Mm -hmm. and. Are we being a bit harsh on, on on PSG and Pochettino and all these fabulous individual players that we're criticising them for not having found balance, having played what 180 minutes together? No, no, we're not being we're not being um, overly critical. We're not being unfair. I mean, I mean, Pochettino himself um, used that very word after the, the 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 game in Bruges, didn't he? That it was all about finding the right balance. He knows that ultimately his job is to find that balance. He has to play all his star attacking players and he has to find the right mix, the right blend behind them for it to work. Now, um, he got the result last night in the end, but of course, controversially, he took off uh, Lionel Messi to help him get that result. Now, I actually thought, you know, probably like a lot of people who were at the uh, Parc de Prince last night are watching it on on television, um, whether that be in France or around the world. Obviously, you're keeping an eye on, on Messi above anybody else and he was very heavily involved in the game in the first half. He was very, very good in the first half. You know, it is pretty amazing when you think of all the great players they have going forward, but ultimately everything went through Messi in that first half last night. You know, Mbappe didn't see very much of the ball, not much came off for Neymar. Um, Di Maria was a bit more involved, but, you know, it's 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 finding a way for those four to work together and for those four to work within the structure of the team. And, and you know, Messi did fade from the game a little bit in the second half of that match, um, you know, Match sharpness might be something to do with that. Obviously, he had a long break in the summer, a very turbulent summer, as we all know. He went away and played two full games for Argentina recently. Um, so maybe tiredness was a bit of an issue. But then again, do you take off Lionel Messi? I mean, from my seat in the in the uh, press box at the Parc des Princes, not far away from where Robbie was sitting on commentary duties, um, obviously, I, I looked down when Messi was coming off and I couldn't help but notice that Pochettino stretched his hand out 
Um, and Messi rejected the offer of the hand from his coach. And, and that was a clear sign that he wasn't too happy. Now, any player who gets taken off in a game is not going to be too happy. Lionel Messi, do you take him off? That is questionable. Um, having said that, it worked on this occasion. But, you know, I think, um, of course, we can question uh, the balance of the team. At the moment, the balance is not there. I don't think it was all about that last night. I think, as Robbie said, um, Leon deserves some credit because they came and they, they really put up a fight and made a contest of it. Uh, which was great to see, and we're very unlucky not to to leave with something. But um, yeah, balance is an issue. I think um, over time things will improve. But you know, certainly when it comes to the Champions League, the big games in the latter stages of the competition, that's what everybody will be looking, you know, towards. But that's a long way away yet. Well, it, it was a surprise to see Messi going off. I mean, it's the only, only the second time apparently in in his last sixty five starts that he's been, he's been subbed off. But for me, perhaps the biggest surprise was that Tilo Kera stayed on the pitch. But let's, uh, let's, th- let's gloss there, over that one. There was one. an Robbie. amazing sort of influx of air around the stadium. It was like all the oxygen just got sucked out of the ground at the moment when the number 30 showed up and Hakimi was standing there. And everyone just sort of went, <gasps> as, as, did you feel that, Andy? I, I, I palpably felt that like a, when, when Messi's number came up. And you see the look of Messi. On the, on the pitch, and he's, he sort of looks yeah. and goes, me, and then yeah. and then walks off. It was it was, bah. but then when I think well, about it, it, it was, good on good on Pochettino for doing that if that's what he thought because that's Messi's first yeah. game at the Parc des Princes, the greatest player well, in the exactly. world, and you're honestly <laughs> you are sending out a very strong message to Neymar, to Kylian, to Sergio Ramos, to to everybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. If I am coaching this side, I want to do what I think is best, even if it was to do something a bit weird, which was bring on a, a right back and play him on the right wing and reshuffle a little bit after they'd moved to a, a 4-4-2, I think more or less even a lopsided one in the second half. But but good on Mauricio Pochettino for, for doing that. And, he, and let's face it, it took until the 93rd minute, but ultimately they got the result. Hakimi was very good when he came on. But it's a big risk for, for any manager to do that. And, you know, I mean... Pochettino, let's not forget, is um, is still getting used to managing players of of this caliber. I mean, I mean, yeah, not many agree, managers in, in history of the game have managed players of this caliber. If you look at where he's come from before, Espanyol, Southampton, um, okay, at Tottenham, he had Harry Kane and maybe one or two other big name players, but not on the same level as this. And um, he's he's putting his head on the line by taking off Lionel Messi. Ultimately, he was vindicated by a ninety third minute goal from a former member of the Fantastic Four, who's since <laughs> been replaced, but is still who's still proven that he can do a very useful job this season because he's got a couple of um, important match-winning goals. But, I mean, taking off Messi is, is yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a statement. It's a bit of a, a declaration of intent from the coach. And it's a gamble that paid off, you know, but um, it, it very nearly didn't. A word also. I've got a question. Yeah, okay, just very oh, quickly. Oh. And I agree with what Andy said. Yeah. How good was Messi in the first half? Because he could have had three goals. And Paris were looking yeah. like, Leon were good in the first half. And they had chances, but Paris had the better chances and they weren't far away from, you know, scoring two or three perhaps. I mean, the free kick was superb. Messi, it's the second time he's hit the crossbar in, in two games as well. Lopez made a, made a good save. And I thought it was an even first half, but the chances Paris had were the better chances. If I can just get in a word, word, word in edgeways here, because I'm, I'm, I'm still alive. Um, <laughs> was, was, this, was this a statement from Pochettino? Or was this a genuine, I need to change something. Mess, I've got to take Messi off to do it in the way that I want to do it. So he's going to come off. I th- but then yeah. that, that, 
That, well, that that then raises a question of you know how do you fit Messi into the team so that you don't have to do that, right? And I think that 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 is something that he has to uh, confront and face up to, um, you know. And ultimately, if Pochettino can't get it to work with Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, and Di Maria, then he is the one who's going to you know be kicked out kicked out of touch if you like, rather than Lionel Messi. So. Um, that's why I think it was a very brave call, you know, and um, he... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But also it's... Neymar in the second half was excellent. We haven't seen a Neymar play that well. Uh, he grew into the match as, the, as it went on. He's been disappointing, I think, in, the, in his first two matches back from, from his, uh, his summer exertions with Brazil. And I thought in the second half, he was one player who really wanted it, who made things happen and, and was courageous and went looking for the ball and... And was looking to make things happen. So in that respect, look, maybe maybe the coach thought, look, Neymar's giving it a lot at the moment. He's getting better and better. Killian gives me that speed and pace in behind. Hakimi on the right. Maybe it was a, a purely tactical decision. But just one other thing I, I on, 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 was, the, oh. on the Fantastic Four, if I can if I can just say, um, you know, this is this is a thing, isn't it? There is only one ball on the field, right? When the when the ball's in play, there's only one ball on the field, and when you've got those four guys up front who all want to be on the ball, all making things happen, then that becomes quite complicated. And everything went through Messi in the first half. In the second half, most things went through Neymar. And then after Messi had gone off at the end, Mbappe was the one who popped up to set up the winning goal for the one guy who plays in the attack who doesn't need the ball <laughs> and who just who just very occasionally pops up in the, in the penalty box and will score a goal for you. So, you know, Icardi's a different type of attacking player, but the rest of them all want to be on the ball as much as possible, making things happen, making goals, scoring goals. And that is difficult to accommodate when you've only got one ball on the field. Yeah, just three touches apparently for Mauro Icardi before he, uh, or including the the one that was was decisive in the game. He, here's a controversial little uh, snippet. Maybe Mauro Icardi is better suited to playing with Di Maria, Messi, and Neymar than Mbappe is because you mentioned it, Robbie. Speed in behind. Well, they they're not they're not getting that in Liga, are they? So they need somebody. They've got those guys, the three guys, to play those little balls around the edge of the box and thread them through. Icardi will finish. Mbappe is not that sort of player. True, but Mbappe ended up playing more and more in a in a wider and wider role. Yeah, look, that's I mean that the whole question about the 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 Fab Four or the Fantastic Four and and what Andy and and you Ian are saying is that that's up to the coach to try and make it work. I think there. I mean, it, you'd be crazy to say there's no place for Kylian Mbappe. In, uh, in Ligue 1, because obviously he's the top scorer for the last three seasons, so he, he does score goals, he does provide an incredible service to the side as well. Um, he's providing more and more assists as well. I think that's something that we started to see last season, and he's, and he's doing more and more. He's becoming more and more of a, an assists provider, which I think means he's also becoming a better footballer in many respects. Um, so no, I think there's a place for, for Kylian Mbappe. I think it would be, you'd be a little... It's a bit of a long bow to, to, to suggest that there's not a place for Kylian Mbappe in this Paris Saint-Germain side. But look, it's up to the coach. The coach has to make it work and the pressure will be on the coach. And if, and if he can't do it, then it's, as Andy said, it's the coach that will, that will go. There, was, there were certainly questions about the penalty. Peter Bosch was, was pretty amazed, shall we say, that VAR didn't spot that Neymar wasn't really fouled by Malagusto. And in fact, it was probably more the other way around. But... Let's let's just move on with that because we've been on this game quite a long time already. Just a quick word on Leon. Good performance. Ten points behind PSG already. Now the performance may suggest that, that the gulf is not as big as that, but 
isn't this just Leon that we've seen again and again over the last few seasons? Good in the big matches, can't really be bothered that much with the other games. I mean, we've we've surely got to. Do we write them off as top three contenders already? No, no, no we don't write them off as top three contenders. But I think that it. I mean. I don't think we expected them to win the title because, you know, everybody expects PSG to win the title. But every year you look at Lyon and you look at the, the budget they have. I mean, they are the second richest French club. Um, they have very good players. Even when they, they sell players, they bring good players in. They've done that this year with Shakiri and Emerson and Boateng. These are players of a high calibre. Um, Lyon should be more capable than anybody else of pushing PSG the furthest in the league. And they showed that last night. They made a real game of it. Um, I mean, I've, I've been, um, you know, going to the Parc des Princes on a regular basis for about 13 years now. Um, and in that time, I've seen Lyon come and play at the Parc des Princes on you know, a number of occasions. They've only won once in that time, since the end of their great era, when they won the seventh in a row in 2008. They've only won once at the Parc des Princes. That was last season, behind closed doors, by goal to nil. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they've had games where they've been hammered 5-0. You remember the Kylian Mbappe when he scored four times in a 5-0 PSG win? I think that was three years ago now. They've had games where they've pushed them very close and, and they've been narrowly beaten. And, and at, at least they make a contest of it, uh, which is which is great to see because a lot of teams come to the Parc des Princes and can't put up a fight. They either just don't even try or they're not capable of it. Lyon are capable of doing that. It would be great if they could do it on a more regular basis against the teams they should be beating, like you say, Ian. Um, they should be competing for a top three place. There's no guarantee they'll get there because it's been a regular occurrence for them in recent years to just miss out on the top uh, the top three, like like last season on the final day. But they should be pushing for it. And, you know, apart from Marseille, who had a good start to the season, but I think are fallible and will maybe run out of steam a little bit. You know, nobody else, none of the other big names that we expected to feature heavily at the start of the season have got off to a superb start either, have they? So I think there's still a, a good chance that Leon will do well. And Lucas Paqueta, by the way, was brilliant in that game last night. I mean, for all the talk of the, the fantastic four plus Icardi who came on, um, Paqueta was arguably the best player on the field for the for the duration of the game and he scored a lovely goal so when you've got him in that kind of form you, you have every chance I agree um, Andy with many of your sentiments but I think and Ian I, I wouldn't write Leon off after the fact that they've lost those first two games or drew two games and lost one to Angers 3-0 which was a big surprise but let's not forget there was a change of coach um, who was putting his things in place. Before Paris Saint-Germain, they'd won three in a row, including away to Rangers in, in, in the Europa League. So I think they're starting to find some form. I think they are a side... I don't think this was just showing up to play the big game at the Parc des Princes. I think they're a team that could cause problems this season to, to all the big teams and also show consistency. My fear for them is look at their bench, because their bench... I know Moussa Dembele was missing last night, but their bench is Sinali Diomande, Habib Keita, Julian Polisbeck, Enrique, Shirky, Lukeba, Barcola, and Damien De Silva. It's not, they don't have the depth there. I mean, Ryan Shirky is a fantastic talent, Usemawa as well. Damien De Silva is an experienced defender. Sinali Diomande is a young defender with plenty of talent. But otherwise, they're, you know, you need a squad, you need 20. 25 players to get you through a season to compete for the top three as well. And I'm not sure they have the depth in their squad. If a couple of injuries and and suspensions hit them, then they will struggle. That's it. 